on today's episode of Locked on Canucks. Now that JT Miller is signed, do the Canucks have one of the best spines of a hockey team in the NHL? Patrick Albin talks about the Canucks core, and there's one notable omission. Finally, what did the Canucks do now with the rest of the offseason? It is Locked on Canucks, and it starts now. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody, and welcome to Locked On Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. Of course, I am your host, Justin Pooney. You can find me at Twitter at underscore process sports. That's underscore P-R-O-C-E-S-S-S-P-O-R-T-S. That's process sports. You can follow our show on Twitter at Locked on Canucks. Please also like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, type in Locked on Canucks. First thing that will pop up is our channel. Also, I want to thank you for making Locked on Canucks your first listen of the day. Every day, we are free and available wherever you get your podcast services. Guys, amidst the JT Miller signing extension, still a buzz in the city of Vancouver. It's everything's hunky-dory, peaches and roses. Patrick Alvin spoke yesterday. JT Miller spoke yesterday. Uh, today, I'm going to be talking more about what Patrick Alvin said and looking forward to what is next for the Vancouver Canucks because training camp is right around the corner. The NHL season is right around the corner as well, about five weeks away. I know you can't wait. I can't wait. I'm super excited. It is going to be an epic, epic season to be a Vancouver Canucks fan. As I said yesterday, uh, I'm excited. I'm fired up. I can't wait, and I hope you guys are too. So when we look forward, looking forward, Right, they signed JT Miller, of course, seven-year deal, fifty-six million, eight million per. Now, the biggest question mark is what is next for Bo Horvat, the Canucks captain, of course, as Miller was too, uh, is expect is expected to hit unrestricted unrestricted free agency next year, um, unless he resigns. Now, we all believe that it was a foregone conclusion that JT Miller, no, sorry, excuse me, that Bo Horvat was going to get re-signed. JT Miller was the iffy one. Is he going to get traded? Is he going to go? The Canucks wanted to keep both of them ideally for that spine to have the, the depth up to the center ice. But um, what is going to happen with JT Miller? Sorry, not JT Miller. What's going to happen with Bo Horvat? Well, we know Bo Horvat is going to get signed, right? Um, and I think now looking at it, what is does a deal for him going to look like? Um, well, he's coming off a 31-goal season. Uh, he's going to be, you know, he's making a you know, relatively decent deal. Um, and I think when you look at what's next for the Canucks, right, you're going to want your captain. You're not going to uh, not have your captain uh, kicking around. You're going to have uh, him in the fold for a while. And Patrick Alvin said that, you know, when he was talking about the core players uh, for the Canucks. You know, he did mention, he mentioned Demko, Hughes, Pedersen, Miller, and Horvat. Those are the guys uh, that are established as the core members uh, of the Vancouver Canucks. So what is this deal going to look like? I think it's going to be, you know, you have a 27-year-old, 5.5 million, uh, 31 goals. What is he going to get? I think he's not going to get eight, but he might get something that starts with a definitely a six, maybe a seven. 
Um, I believe that, you know, the Horvat camp wants to stay in Vancouver. I believe, you know, he is going to stay in Vancouver. And I think this deal, like JT Miller did, he's going to take a little bit less than he can at open market to stay here. Um, again, I think it's probably going to be around the Ryan O'Reilly term, maybe a little bit less, around six and a half, six point two five, maybe um, I, I, in and around that area. Um, I see Horvat, you know, as slotting in as a number two center on this team. He's going to play with very good wingers this year, whether that's going to be uh, Mikheyev and Kuzmenko, Pod Colson, uh, whomever, right? He's going to be playing with good players. He's a 200-foot player, a leader, all that stuff. Check mark, check mark, check mark. You guys all know how I feel about Bo Horvat. So when I look at his next deal, this next deal, I think it's going to get done potentially this Friday because we know the Canucks management likes to get deals done on a Friday and announce them uh, so then they can have the weekend off and don't worry about talking to media. But um, I expect this deal to get done um, by training camp. I'd say probably around the range of a seven-year um, 6.5, 6.25. So, you know, he's going to get a raise, but he's going to take a little bit of a haircut, I think. Somewhere around the 45 to – Sorry, 40, 43 to 47 million over a seven year deal. Um, I think Horvat will kind of slot in there. Um, and I think that deal gets done. You know, probably no trade clause, all the bells and whistles in which he deserves because he is the captain, longest tenured Canuck. But sticking on Horvat, because we all expect Horvat to stay here for the long haul, does the, do the Canucks now have a, a spine of a team that is built to win and a, a, one of the best spines in hockey? And by spine, I mean, from goaltending to defense um, to, you know, center ice, you know, the spine of your team. So they have the goalie, which is the backbone. Uh, you have the goalie that you need uh, for the future in Thatcher Demko. There's no ifs, ands, or buts that Thatcher Demko, he's on a good contract. He's proven he's a number one goalie. Uh, there's no concerns in net for the Vancouver Canucks. You have Quint Hughes on defense, um, a young stud defenseman who can move the puck, plays the tradi- not the traditional, excuse me, but the modern game for an NHL defense. Can skate, can handle the puck, can move the puck, can PowerPoint. I'm sorry, quarterback a power play. Not the most physical guy, but uh, he does he does what he does best, and then he racks up points, um, and he can do that. Then of course they have a three headed monster at center um, with Elias Pettersson. JT Miller and of course Bo Horvat. Um, that right there. And when I think about things like uh, any walks of any, you know, doesn't have to be any sport, any walk of life, business, family, whatever, you need to have that strong backbone, that strong um, support, right? And the Canucks have that now. You know, they have uh, a goalie who is a rock back there that the team knows that they can take some chances and they know. They have a guy back there that can save their you-know-what sometimes. And they also have three guys that can play center um, at a high, high level and produce. You, know, you have 30, 30 goals, three 30-goal scorers, um, a guy in Elias Pettersson who has elite, elite-level talent who can definitely, um, and we're all hoping he takes that next step into the ranks of the NHL's elite. You have JT Miller who has been in the NHL's elite ranks the last couple of years. And you have Bo Horvat who is – just, just the consummate pro, the consummate two-way player, the consummate captain that you want your team to have as a leader. That, to me, right there, is something key in any success. Yes, you have Brock Besser and you have um, Kuzmenko and Mikheyev and um, 
Pod Colson and Hoaglander and you know Pearson and OEL. You have all these guys. Some of those some of those parts are more important than others. But um, when I look at this roster, it starts down that spine. It starts with Thatcher Demko and Ned. It starts with Elias Pettersson, Quinn Hughes, JT Miller, and Bo Horvat. Those five players right there um, are the keys, in essence, to the Canucks' success. Kind of like when you look back at what happened in 2011, right? During that era, you had Henrik Sedin, who, of course, was the you know the power, the the, the leader, um, the you know the points, the point getter, all that. But you also had Ryan Kessler, who was the emotional spirit and leader of the team, who you know played a 200 foot game. The Canucks said that that year had the best one-two punch at center, and what happened? They had their best season in franchise history, the best team in franchise history. So center is important. Of course, they had Roberto Luongo in net, a bona fide number one defenseman. I'm sorry, not defenseman, goalie. Um, they have that Thatcher Demko. They had you know a solid defense core, and they also have, they don't have a solid defense core, but they have a stud defenseman right now in Quinn Hughes. So the spine of the Canucks is very, very good, very strong, the strongest it's been in a while. And you add that to strong leadership now, with the management staff, with Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvin, you add that with Bruce Brujo, who's aligned with the players and with management, uh, and ownership doesn't seem to be meddling in right now, which has been a constant problem in Vancouver. You have the signs for something successful. Um, so that is very important, and I think when I look forward to this season, that spine, that core that Patrick Alvin mentioned uh, is going to be the driving force as to whether or not the Canucks get to where they want to go this season, which we all expect to be the playoffs so coming up after the break i want to talk about a player who wasn't listed in that core and how uh if he and how he can rejoin that core or how his time in vancouver might just be numbered even though he just signed a new deal uh but first i want to talk to you guys about betonline.net betonline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season find all Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. Bet online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, welcome back to Locked on Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. So I spent the first block of the show talking about the, the core slash spine of the Canucks. You know, Patrick Alvin came out and said that, you know, you have Pedersen, Miller, and Horvat, and of course you have Quinn Hughes and Thatcher Demko. There was one notable omission in that uh, answer he gave. Um uh, Brock Besser, who just, of course, recently signed a new three-year deal. And you remember when Brock Besser first came to the Vancouver Canucks out of the University of North Dakota, he was seen as a savior, um, a building block, a foundational player uh, for the Vancouver Canucks. And he's kind of, you know, you had Pedersen come in, you had Hughes come in, JT Miller ascended. Bo Horvat stepped into a bigger leadership role. Thatcher Demko now has proven to be a number one goalie. And Brock Besser has kind of gotten lost in the shuffle. Um, of course, he's coming off a season where um, he struggled with, you know, he had 23 goals, um, and he struggled with 
off-ice issues, of course, lost his father, you know, injuries, finding consistency. Um, and remember, you know, he, in his rookie year, uh, he had 29 goals and 55 points in 62 games. And everyone was like, wow, this guy is the real deal. Um, and it felt like he was going to score 30 goals every year consistently, uh, potentially 40. And some even thought he was going to score 50. Um, but then injuries got in the way, and he's never got that consistency back. You know, he's making 6.65 against the cap for the next three years. So it's time for Brock Besser to produce. Um and what does that mean? Is he gonna is he gonna be a part of this core going forward when this team, you know, in the next couple of years tries to ascend into being a Stanley Cup contender once again? That's why I don't I'm not, I don't know the answer to that question, but what I'm saying is this year is so critical to that for Brock Besser. Um I'm a believer in Brock Besser's skill as a goal scorer. I, the shot is there. The speed hasn't been there, but he's tried to get better. And also his ability to work on the defensive end. He might not be the best defensive player, but you know there's effort there uh, to be a better defender, a conscious, more, consciously better defender um, on the ice. And I think the biggest thing for Brock Besser was, you know, he was there's the holdouts, you know, you miss training camp, injuries and contract disputes. And he's never had just an off-season in the last few years where um, – it's just him, his on-ice training, and then putting that into the game and playing consistently. Um, and I think if Brock Besser can get off to a hot start this year and prove to his teammates, the league, but most importantly himself, that he still can score goals at an elite rate, you'll see just the confidence grow in this player. And we'll start seeing the old Brock Besser from his rookie year. I don't know if he's going to score 30 goals, but if he's hovering around that 28 to 32 goals a year, um, that's pretty good production for a $6 million player. We're talking about Bo Horvath getting uh, $6 million a year, and he just scored 31. So I think the talent is there. The consistency hasn't been there. There's been a whole lot of factors. But if Brock Besser, like he can be traded, right? He doesn't have a, He's got a limited no trade clause that kicks in the last year of his deal. Right, so the next two years, the Canucks are free reign to trade him and acquire other assets. So we're all talking about JT Miller potentially being the one that brings in that defensive, you know, chip or whatever that depth of the defense. But that could be Brock Besser. Are the Canucks hope banking that Brock Besser's game elevates and then they can move off him, or are they hoping that he can elevate into being that number one bona fide winger who can score a boatload of goals? I don't know uh, what the Canucks' plans are, but I'm, what I know is this. If Brock Besser can stay healthy and play to his full potential, he can score 30 goals in this league. I believe if you could have him stay and stay, you know, healthy and stay productive at that cap hit, you can have a very good value contract. Um, I, but what that means, though, I don't foresee Brock Besser being a Canuck lifer, um, like I see with a Horvat or a, even a, at this point, I don't think. Barring anything uh, trade demand happening, I think right now the guys that you will see in the Vancouver Canucks lineup for the foreseeable future is going to be Thatcher Demko, Quinn Hughes, Elias Pettersson, JT Miller's new deal, and when Bo Horvath gets his new deal. Those guys, I believe, will be with the Canucks for the next four to five years. After that, I do I think Vasily Pod Colson will stick around? I do. Um, I think he's got a lot of potential, a lot of great building blocks. I don't know when Niels Hoaglander. We'll see what other prospects come up the pipeline. Um, 
maybe Andre Kuzmenko, who knows? I mean, that's he's on a one year deal, and depending on how things go, he might end up being Andre Kuzmenko might end up being the reason why Brock Besser is not going to be in Vancouver anymore. Because if Kuzmenko can eventually reach the potential that you know he's at, he could make Brock Besser even more expendable and he can slot in to the top line and you could throw Vasily Parkholes in on a second line or whatever, right? The Canucks, the problem is on the wing. And that's why the pressure is on Brock Besser. If he wants to stay in Vancouver, like he's always said he has, and I always give him credit for that. He's always repped Vancouver hard. Um, he's going to have to produce this year. And I think he will. I really do believe that Brock Besser, after going what he's going, gone through the last couple of years, will have a bounce back year and will have a year where people realize, well, this guy still has it. You know, he just needs to get healthy and get some bounces his way. And once that happens, you'll see the talent. But that could make him expendable. So we have to see. That's, again, I think now the biggest trade chip, again, goes from JT Miller, shifts back to Brock Besser, um, depending on how this season goes. Um, so that's the biggest thing I want to look at that I believe is the next big ticket move potentially the Canucks could make uh, is with Brock Besser, depending on how this season goes. Coming up after this final break, though, I just want to touch on what the next potential move is for the Canucks uh, this offseason. So stick around. And welcome back to Locked on Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. Discussed the JT Miller contract extension and how the Bo Horvat one, the Bo Horvat one is next and it will get done. But what about on top of that? The Canucks still you know, have some holes on defense they need to address. Um, and, you know, reports are certain that they've checked back in on Calvin DeHaan. Um, you know, the quote goes that he thinks Vancouver is a good spot for him and he could be a good, and excuse me, the Canucks are intrigued by this player. Um, he could be a utility guy at five. He plays the right side, which, of course, fills a void in Vancouver. Um, you know, he's, you know, you know, they're saying that he will sign soon. Vancouver is still in the mix. Of course, DeHaan... Uh, played the last three seasons in Chicago, um, where he had 24 points, 142 games. Um, he's not an offensive juggernaut, right? But he's solid uh, in his own zone. And he provides uh, even strength. He's just another a depth body, right? Of course, he's a left shot, but he can play on the right side. Um, the talk was they haven't reached out to P.K. Subban yet. Um, potentially because they don't have the cap space. So I do believe the next move past the Bo Horvat extension will be um, the Canucks will bring in another defenseman, whether that's on a PTO uh, or on a cheap one-year deal. As to, you know, we get closer and closer to training camp, guys get desperate. They want a job. They just want a guaranteed opportunity. Not even a guarantee. They just want an opportunity to compete for an NHL spot. So whether that's Calvin DeHaan or P.K. Subban, um, I believe one of those two guys would be a fit in Vancouver because they fill a void that the Canucks obviously need. Um, I've been on the P.K. Subban train. Once again, if you haven't heard that, again, I think P.K. Subban, uh, there's the skill. He's a former Norris Trophy winner, former, you know, one of the best defensemen in the NHL. He's been in a bad situation in New Jersey. Um, he's had some injuries, but, you know, he's on the older side. But if you can get a motivated P.K. Subban, a guy who – has the flair, and you're not asking P.K. Subban to be what he was in Montreal or early on in Nashville, a guy that needs to put up like 50, 60 points. You're asking a guy who can, you know, play on the second unit power play potentially, just play serviceable minutes. 
Quinn Hughes is the uh, the guy on the back end that's going to get all the points. You have OEL and Tyler Myers for the shutdown. You just need P.K. Subban to go out there, play it safe, play it smart, and just log minutes. That's it. I believe if you get a motivated P.K. Subban, a guy who wants to re-energize his career and rebuild his reputation as a serviceable NHL defenseman as he steps into the later stages of his career, I think he can be the guy for you. And also, he still has that cachet, that superstar cachet around the, you know, amongst fans where people want to come and see P.K. Subban play. I guarantee you, if P.K. Subban was to come play for the Canucks, he'd have one of the hottest selling jerseys because he's a star. He's not a superstar anymore, but he's a well-known star. And I think he still has some good hockey left in him. So, like I said, I still think the Canucks will tinker on defense and add a piece maybe as a PTO or a cheap one-year deal. Um, and I think... I'm a, I like the Calvin DeHaan um, sign, the idea, you know, left shot, but we can play the right side. But I really like the PK Subban one because I think there's a certain, um, there's a risk, but there's also a chance to have a high reward there. So I really think the Canucks should keep on kicking tires at PK Subban. But that is all the time we have for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Locked on Canucks. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about more things on Locked on Canucks. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Canucks your first listen every day. Now, for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for your ultimate search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview on 2020 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or whatever you get your podcast services. Guys, take care, stay safe, and I will talk to you guys later.